Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast. I'm your host, Adrian, and I just wanted to do this short episode. This is about to be a short episode. It's just a mixture of things, a mixture of things. There's one main reason I wanted to come out here today, and that's to talk about Giannis. I'm currently still watching the Bucks game. I'm watching this right now on my other monitor as I'm recording right now, and I just had to jump on here and start talking. It was just going to be a quick, it's going to be a short, you know, 15, 20 minute episode. You know, I might actually jump into a little anime at the end of it, but at the beginning, this is just about this series and Giannis. So Spells couldn't join us. Um, congratulations, by the way. Uh, yesterday, yesterday, his Spells wife went into labor and, you know, brought a beautiful baby into this world. I'm Shout out to him. Congratulations. So he's going to be taking a break from the show for a while because he's obviously handling daddy duties. You know, he's taking a break. He'll be back in, you know, a few weeks or whatever. Who knows? He might come back soon. And he was trying to, you know, the crazy thing is this man was trying to record tonight. That shows you his dedication. He hit me up Friday. Why? I like, he was like, the baby was just born, blah, 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 and everything. And I was like, Nah, he was like, I can't. He was like, I can't record tonight because we're at the hospital, but I can record Saturday. I said, Bro, don't worry about it. Like, don't, 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 don't worry about it. You go be, you know, go be with your wife, go be with your other kid. He had two other kids, so you know, go be on daddy duty, take a break, enjoy your vacation. You earned it. The podcast not going nowhere, don't even sweat it. So, you know. I was like, yeah, don't even worry about it and everything. But that should just show you his dedication and everything to the show. So he'll be taking a break for a little while. So it's just going to be me and whoever else I decide to join us with the show or whoever decides to join the show. But anyway, that's enough about that. What I wanted to talk about as Giannis just hit another post fadeaway. What this man up to right now? Well, let me go look at his his stats right now as I'm recording. Because the Bucks are up 12 right now. 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, so it's, it's crazy. I'm, I'm I'm loving this right now. I'm loving it. He got 22-6-6 on 66% shooting. So, <laughs> excuse me. So, I, I, I was, you know, I, I make a lot of Giannis jokes. I make, you, we obviously had that pod where we were talking about, oh, yeah, Giannis can't guard the forever. Giannis can't guard Katie, blah, blah, blah. And like I said, I think it was like two or three episodes after that, um, What's called then then I was like, okay, I came on and I was like, Yeah, I get we we get our jokes off and we're all about joking and laughing around. But it was when people actually started taking it serious. I had I felt like I had to drop that episode where I'm like, no, no, these are these are jokes. These players are still great. Like there there's there's no reason to hate on certain players. Like we're gonna we're gonna get these jokes off at all times. You have a bad game, you do anything like that, we're gonna get on here, we're gonna talk, we're gonna get jokes off, but that doesn't diminish your greatness. Like we talked about um Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Rudy Gobert was getting um, destroyed in the five out, but that was more so on coaching. And I put that more on coaching than I put it on Rudy Gobert because, one, he should – if they were going to keep the scheme how they were going, they should have either, A, had Rudy Gobert out the game or, B, changed the scheme to where he's not chasing around the perimeter because that's not what he's supposed to do. But we we, we joked around about Ben Simmons, and you already know I love Ben Simmons. I'm a big Ben Simmons fan and everything. And so we go there. And then the last one was like Giannis. So the main people we've been like making fun of the jokes been going off uh, for this playoff so far has been Ben Simmons, Giannis, 
um, Rudy Gobert and Christoph Porzingis. We didn't really talk too much Porzingis. We talked more of the other guys. But again, they, they, they're jokes because I was, man, I was told I was making a hot take, but I was talking about earlier today and I was like, Giannis, if he wins this championship, is already a top three. I said top five, but I really, I believe he's already a top three power forward of all time if he wins this championship. And a lot of people are like, whoa. And I'm like, you know, just to tone it back a little bit, I'll say top five. Top five. And go from there. But people people are not going to give him his credit because they, A, are hating on him and everything. They're like, oh, he's not skilled. He can't do this. He can't do that. They focus so many things about the things he can't do. They don't focus about what he can do. They're like, oh, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, you look no, – there's no such thing as a perfect player. The greatest power forward of all time, Tim Duncan, was not switching and guarding the perimeter. If Tim Duncan was in the league right now, he would not be switching and guarding the perimeter right now. And he was an elite paint protector. He was an elite defender because he could defend the paint and stop shots there, which Giannis is a really good paint defender. Rudy Gobert is a good paint defender. And I think a lot of people ignore context. Like I told, like when we had Coach on him um, in the Gen Z episode, of, we were talking about situations like that, like great, all-time great big men like Dikembe Mutombo, uh, Mark Eaton, like all-time great shot blockers. A lot of them weren't just elite – switching on the perimeter you had some that were like you know Hakeem Olajuwon who in my opinion is the greatest defender of all time and is the greatest center of all time I mean you can argue with whoever you want that's my personal opinion just because his all-around game and what he could do because from you know he's been to space the floor been able to score in the post been able to defend like nobody's business rebound he could do it he could do everything so that's just my personal I shouldn't say greatest. I think he's the best and most talented center of all time. The greatest center would still be Kareem just because greatness goes based off achievements. But what, like, I I don't necessarily think Giannis, like, I think obviously there's other people more talented or might be better, but I think Giannis is already a top three power forward of all time if he wins this ship. And I think a lot of people forget that their favorite player, their favorite power forwards or whoever, they still have their flaws or they have a lot of them. If he wins his championship, I think a lot of people forget that Giannis is already going to be more accomplished than everybody else on that top five. Like everybody else that would be arguably in the top five power fours of all time. Everybody outside of um, what's called Tim Duncan. Yeah, Giannis is more. I mean, um, Giannis is more accomplished than. Let me think whether. Outside of Carl Malone, Giannis has like if, if you when people think about the top five, top six power fours, top seven power fours, all the there's gonna be a few names that pop up. People are gonna say, you know, you got Tim Duncan, you got Kevin Garnett, you got Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, um, Elvin Hayes, Dennis Rodman, Charles Barkley, people like that, Kevin McHale. Those are mo- for the most part people what people think are the top five power fours, top six power fours of all time. It's interchangeable between those players and everything. Dirk, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot about Dirk. Um, so when you think about players like that, it's it's kind of, you, you start thinking, okay, how many of them start, you start breaking down accolades, you start thinking, okay, championships. Championships, you, of course, Tim Duncan has five. Tim Duncan is the most accomplished of all time. Tim Duncan has 
five championships. Tim Duncan has um, what's called two MVPs. Tim Duncan has, you know, he has the finals MVPs. He has everything like that. He has all the other accolades, like um, what's called all defenses, all NBAs, everything like that. Tim Duncan dominated in every aspect, which is why, to me, he's the greatest power forward of all time. Then second, I put Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett still up there. Kevin Garnett, one MVP. Kevin Garnett, one defensive player of the year. Excuse me. Um, what's called Tim Duncan? I mean, Tim Duncan wasn't able to get accomplish a defensive player. I feel like there was some years he should have deserved it, but he was never able to get one. Kevin Garnett got the MVP in the Tim in the um, defensive player of the year. He didn't get a Finals MVP, but he still has a championship. He still has, you know, he still has the same thing with the all NBAs, all defensives, and everything like that. So Kevin Garnett, very accomplished. We already know that. You talk about the other players, such as, you know, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, no rings already off rip right there. And then, which is like the rings aren't necessarily the end-all, be-all, but however, when it comes to these greatness arguments, having a ring and having the other accolades is going to put you above somebody else if you just simply have, you know, a few numbers and things like that. But if you have the accolades plus the championships, then you get a boost to the head, obviously. Karl Malone, the only other person on this list besides Tim Duncan, I believe, off the top of my head, I'm, I believe, that has two MVPs. Karl Malone, two MVPs. Charles Barkley, one MVP. Then neither one of them obviously have any defense player of the years. I think uh, Charles Barkley, no, no, not Charles. Karl Malone has a couple all defensive. He wasn't like, because Karl Malone played in the NBA a long time. It was like 18, 19, 20 years, something like that. But I think he has like, you know, three or four all defensives. Uh, teams and everything so he had like moments of being a good defender but throughout his career he wasn't known as a defender and everything like that so there Charles Barkley and Carmelo are mainly known for their offensive what they could do on the offensive end so you have them right there so it's like okay you look at their you look at you put their number like you put their achievements on a board you're like okay MVP one has one one has two and it's like, what else have you done for me? It's like, oh, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. And look at, they got all these stats. They got all these, they put up these points. But it's like, cool, but what did that achieve? So you have you have it right there. And then you go to somebody else, which is, a, this is the person I feel like a, le- a lot of people are going to give me the most hate for um, dropping him on the list will be Dirk Nowinski. Dirk, you know, got his championship, got his finals MVP, and his path was amazing because he had to, you know, take on um, – he swept Kobe's Lakers and he took on the Miami Heat big three super team the first year they were there and they defeated them. And it was like, okay, that's cool because everybody has the Dirk with the narrative and the loyalty and everything else like that. Giannis has that same thing now with the loyalty and everything. You might – people might be like, oh, but the teams are like, it doesn't matter. Still loyalty. He played on the team. He didn't leave the team. He stayed loyal to him. He did everything he was supposed to do. But Giannis is not just on that offensive end. As great as um, Dirk is offensively, Giannis has a more all-around game because Giannis still is on the defensive side as well. The Bucks have always the Bucks for the past like few years have been a top two, top three defensive team in the NBA for a reason, and the reason is Giannis. Giannis has a defensive player of the year for that reason. Giannis has two MVPs. The Dirks one, and Giannis already is i think he's just short 
of the like first team all NBAs than Dirk because I think uh kind of because if I remember correctly, Dirk Dirk was great, but you got to remember that era of power forwards. So you had KG, um, Tim Duncan. And then you had small forward, all these great small forwards and everything too. You had LeBron, Kevin Durant, Carmelo, all these other great forwards in the league as well. So a lot of times um, Dirk didn't get on that first team All-NBA. So if I'm thinking correct, I think Dirk only has one or two more um, first team All-NBA selections than Giannis. And so if Giannis keeps the stay on the pace right now, you know, God forbid – he has any injuries, but we're praying that he stays healthy and everything like that. Um, knock on wood and everything. If he stays on the path he is, he's going to continue getting these first teams. And even later on in his career, if he's not getting his first teams anymore and he's still just getting all NBA selections, he's going to pass Dirk in that regard. Obviously, Dirk wasn't known as the defender, so he has more of the defensive teams already than Dirk. You look at – I actually had to look this up before I started this. Giannis – um, right now for his career, you know, he's averaging more points, more rebounds, more assists, more steals, more blocks. He's averaging more in every single statistical category than Dirk already. Giannis is just like a thousand assists short in like 5,000 rebounds or so five or almost 6,000 rebounds short of Dirk. He has, he's just like just short of Dirk on steals. So it's like 500, 600 steals. Same but blocks, and he's and it's in you know over like almost a third, eh, probably closer to half, but between a third and half of the games play. And Giannis is already there with Dirk. Yes, Dirk has the three point shooting in the um, what's called free throw percentage, but Dirk didn't have doesn't have what Giannis has already. Dirk's best season, his um his best season. He didn't average more points than Giannis. Giannis' best season, he averaged more points than Dirk. Giannis' best season, he's already averaged more rebounds than Dirk. Dirk never averaged 10 rebounds a game. So you have that. Giannis already has like more assists than Dirk's best season. Giannis obviously has more steals and more um, blocks than Dirk's best season. And you're like, okay, well, that's cool. That's regular season. You go to the playoffs – Dirk, all of Giannis's best season so far is better than Dirk's best season. And Giannis is only getting better. So if you continue to go on that path, it's just looking. So it's like all you can do is looking at total. If you look at just like um, averages and everything like that and not just the career total, Giannis's numbers are already better than Dirk's. So that's why I'm already putting Giannis above there. But a lot of people are going to ignore that because Dirk's love. Dirk's a fan favorite a lot of people love him and everything like that so people are automatically gonna be like they're gonna have that nostalgia and they're gonna forget i mean and they're gonna try to take context out of everything just be like oh no my favorite player never had any bad moments my favorite player this my favorite player is great my favorite player this x y and z just like a lot of the arguments you see nowadays with a lot of players getting criticized and everything if lebron has a bad game kevin durant has a bad game they always talk about how all these other great players before them would never do that. And it's like, that's not true. Kobe had a ton of bad games. Jordan had a ton of bad games. And obviously, nobody remembers your bad games unless they were on a big stage. No, like the bad games get lost in history. So if Kobe or Jordan had a bad first round series, 
nobody's going to remember it 20, 30 years in the future. Nobody's going to care about that first round series because of all the other series and all the other great moments they have. So these little moments like LeBron losing to these sons right now or Kevin Durant losing at some point or in the, like how he lost this year to the Bucks, that people aren't going to remember that in history. That's going to get lost in history because they're going to remember all the great moments. And the only bad moments they're going to remember are when they happen on the big stage. The LeBron not showing up and having that bad series in what's called in 2011 against the Mavericks. People are going to remember that. But a first round exit, people aren't gonna people aren't gonna remember that. People aren't gonna care about that enough, and people aren't gonna take out context and everything to remember that. So you have that. So like Giannis right now, I get the jokes and everything about the skill and everything else like that, and because I make the jokes too. But that doesn't matter. Well, one, um, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. Even me, we gotta stop saying Giannis isn't skilled because he is extremely skilled. He's not skilled in the way of because there's there's different there's different <clears throat> skill can be broken down into many multiple things and so like just because he's not handling the ball doing step back jumpers shooting threes from limitless and everything that's not the only aspects of skill that's not the only skill things it's like okay yeah all he does is dunk and he's just tall and he dunk that's not true. That's literally not true because if that's all that was needed, why is Andre Drummond, who is 6'11", 6'10", 6'11", just like Giannis, why isn't Andre Drummond doing the same things as Giannis? Why isn't JaVale McGee, who has a higher vertical, has long, has a higher wingspan, is so on paper, if you just look at his physical like things on paper, he's technically more athletic than Giannis. Why isn't JaVale McGee doing everything Giannis is doing? Why aren't all these crazy athletes and crazy athletic people, tall athletic people doing what Giannis is doing if all it takes is just running and dunking? If all it takes is being seven foot and athletic? If that's all it takes, how come nobody else is doing it? If it was that easy and you didn't have to have a skill set, then anybody could do it. Giannis doesn't have the footwork in necessarily to, you know, to be crazy in the post and everything, doing post games like Hakeem or stuff. But Giannis does have pretty good footwork, especially when he's driving. Whether it be the urine, urine or anything like that, hop stepping, how he moves, he, he knows how to absorb contact and avoid contact when necessary. So his footwork's fine there. He still has decent, a really good, I said decent, really good touch around the basket. So even when he can't dunk and he has to just lay it up, that's still touch around the basket. If it's so easy to score around the basket, how come Andre Drummond shot 40-something percent from the field this year and all he does is shoot around the basket? All his shots are within five feet and he's shooting 40%. But Giannis is dominating and he's not going to get love like that. I just want to know... Because it's not it's not that easy. Giannis can handle the ball. He's not handling the ball like Kyrie doing crossover behind the back, step backs, and everything like that. But Giannis is still able to handle the ball well enough in a way above average way to where he can still get to his spots. Just like how everybody else gets to their spots when in mid-range or fadeaways or anything like that, Giannis still gets to his spots around the paint. 
Giannis still is extremely intelligent on the defensive side of the basketball, and Giannis shows no fear. Giannis doesn't care if he gets dunked on. Giannis doesn't get ter- care if he gets crossed. He had the, he had he was talking about. He was like, "I've been crossed so many. He's like, I've been crossed. I've been dunked on. Blah blah blah." He's like, "I don't care." Like, I mean, he still has that fight in him to where he's going to go and still challenge it. You see a lot of players; they don't. A lot of these players, they don't challenge a lot of stuff. You see a lot of defenders that are supposed to be all-time, like they're supposed to be really good, not, not all-time, but they're supposed to be really good defenders, but they try, they press up, but they don't challenge the ball handler to the point where they could potentially get crossed because they don't want to get that embarrassment. They don't challenge every single dunk attempt because they don't want to get posterized. Giannis doesn't care. He's going to try it every single time. You can dunk on him. He's just going to get back up, and he's going to try it again. If you you might dunk on him one, but then he might cont- he might contest the first five and prevent you from dunking. But then the sixth time you dunk on him, but guess what? It happens. It's the National Basketball Association. These are the best athletes in the world. Eventually, you're going to get dunked on. So it's, it happens. It happens. So to stop challenging shots just to be a boy, get dunked or anything like that, that's not in his – Obviously not in his DNA. He's going to keep doing it. He's going to keep attempting to. And shout out to Giannis for doing that. So Giannis is still skilled in that way to where he's intelligent on defense. He's still a he's he's an underrated playmaker because that used to be a part of his game where people say, oh, he's not um, passing the ball. He's not blah, blah, blah. He's just going into the defense. But he's an underrated playmaker, until, especially if you're watching this um, Sun Series right now. He is playmaking. When they crash on him and everything that he is making the correct reads and making the correct passes and being un- playing unselfish. And his that's why you're starting to see his teammates thrive right now. Game five right now, Drew Holiday is eating. Chris Middleton's having an okay game. And you see it right. Like there, there was a play earlier in this game where they kicked it out to Giannis. Giannis had he could have drove. He immediately kicked it, did the extra pass, didn't even think about it to Chris Middleton, wide open three hit. So that's what I'm saying. He's making the correct reads. He's doing everything like that. But because he's not playing the style that is appealing to a lot of people, then they call him unskilled. I don't think he's unskilled. I think he's still skilled in his way. But, yes, there are players more skilled than him, but that doesn't necessarily make them better than him because that, that using that context, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Because look at somebody like LeBron James. LeBron James, going based off a lot of people's argument and going based off of how they see Giannis in the not skill, then do you say LeBron James isn't skilled? Because, yeah, he can play making everything like that. But a lot of people say he's just a freight train, go to the basket, nobody can stop. So you're telling me early LeBron wasn't skilled because he wasn't doing what later LeBron is doing and shooting more threes and shooting from distance and everything. So was LeBron James not skilled? Are a lot of these other players not skilled because they're not – doing step backs and fadeaways and dribble, dribble, dribble three. I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that real quick. Giannis, top five power forward of all time. After he wins his ring, in my opinion, top three power forward of all time. Remember, this man is only 25 years old. And, again, I read y'all the accolades and accomplishments already. If if even he Even if he loses this series – was, he, the only thing a lot of these players were going to have on is a ring. He's still more accomplished than Dirk outside of that ring, even if he loses. As the, uh, the other accolades is in that regard, I mean. 
Um, everybody else, he still has more accolades than them. The only people that have on him are KG and Dirk with the with the ring. And that's why I say if he wins this ring, he goes ahead of Dirk in my book. He automatically goes ahead of Dirk. The only people that are going to be above him are KG and, and Tim Duncan. And if he wins another ring or if he continues to go on, he wins another MVP, cup, more MVPs. He wins another MVP, wins another DPOY, wins another ring, anything like that. He's probably going to jump ahead of KG on my book. The only person I can't really see Giannis comp- like taking over is Tim Duncan. And that's just because of what Tim Duncan did in those 20 years. He was so accomplished and he did so much in that time that it's just, I don't, I don't see anybody touching him. There's like certain, there's certain people right there, like Magic Johnson at the point guard with the five rings, all his accomplishments, everything like that. That just, in my mind, that just seems untouchable. Even like somebody like Steph Curry, who is with the back-to-back MVPs, three rings and stuff like that, that he he's the he's the only other like purse point guard that has the accolades to really compete with him and everything in that regard. Because uh, he has the rings, he has the MVPs, he has all the, you know, the other accolades and stuff like that with the all NBAs and stuff. And it's like, so when you compare that, it's like, I don't they, I don't see people touching like Magic Johnson right there, Michael Jordan right there, um, Tim Duncan right there, and Kareem. Those are the people I just can't see people take touching. LeBron, he has a lot of MVPs. He has the rings and everything like that. I can I don't see a lot of people touching that, but be, because like I, I just don't see a lot of people because LeBron is a top two player of all time in my opinion. You can argue one or two; it doesn't matter to me. I don't really care. I don't. I don't. Like I said, I'm done doing the um, goat arguments and everything like that. I'm not comparing these great players anymore. I'm just gonna watch them be great. But in my opinion, still a top two. I'm not gonna argue that or anything like that. But yeah, I'm just going based off of keeping the um, staying consistent, looking at the rings, the championships, everything like that. LeBron out of all those out of all the positions, the small four is probably the position where you could try to get the MVPs and get the championships and catch up the two the fastest. But I still don't think I don't see LeBron getting past it right there either. So it's just those five right there. I just can't see anybody else passing them at their position. But who knows? We might we might see somebody be great one day. Kay Cunningham might come in and be dominant and be great. Another power forward we're not talking about Zion, who's already showing up great, showing up and putting up crazy numbers. Like if you look at Zion's per thirty six numbers, they're on MVP Giannis level. It's just Zion's not playing enough, and he's because he's saying he can't stay healthy and he's not staying in shape to where he can't play those thirty six minutes. But if his first thirty six are pretty crazy. So you have players like that that are on the come up and everything like that who could potentially one day reach that pinnacle. But as of right now, I don't see anybody reaching that pinnacle. But I just wanted to come out here, say that real quick. I thought it was going to be like a 10, 15-minute episode. It turned into a full, almost 30-minute episode. But anyways, guys, this has been another episode of the Ask Me Podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women. But most importantly, remember to respect yourself. And we out.